boy, has it been a wild ride as of late. California experiences a hurricane while the middle of the U.S. is baking beneath a heat bubble. They're calling the ring of fire. Are these weather patterns catalyzing certain spiritual energies or are spiritual energies catalyzing the weather patterns? And how does all of this tie into shadow season, if at all? We're talking about this and more on today's episode of Soul Archaeology. And it definitely seems to have started at least a month ago, from what I can tell, doing uh, the oracle reads. It just kept on coming up. Orange, 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 sacral, sacral, sacral. And it doesn't matter what the topic is of the read. It matters that the energy is catalyzed through the sacral chakra. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means that there is a lot of fire coming up on a wave or a vehicle of water. And what is water? Emotion. So yeah, it's it's a it's a lot about the kiss and cry zone right now. You know, whether you're a winner or a loser, you might find yourself crying a gosh darn lot. <laughs> yeah, that I'll agree with. And um yeah, I love I love getting to start with that whole thing about the sacral and that the sacral is both a fiery energy, but the undercurrent is really water it literal is a very it, literal it's yeah. it's a very watery chakra mm-hmm. um and i think a lot of people miss that we think of passion and creativity and this life force and the kundalini and that represents heat and flame and fire yet it's a very very emotionally driven um just a very emotionally driven area it's it's also the area where we kind of uh ruminate about how we feel about ourselves what what is our own worth what that is bubbling up from that area oh yeah so uh yeah we're we're gonna be in it and coming out of leo season we talked a little bit before we started recording and we were talking about you know the the kind of contrast of coming out of Leo season with all this, you know, hot and heavy, raring to go, raw energy into Virgo. And, you know, it makes stuff very interesting. And I know it has been for me and I know it has been for you. And I know you have more to say about the weather. Yeah. Well, but back to your point of um, Leo season into Virgo, like, I'm not I'm not huge into the astrology. I haven't learned enough to be huge into the astrology, but I do listen to a lot of people who are talking about it. And I do have a vague grasp on what those archetypes represent energetically. And I find it interesting that my first reaction was, oh, Leo season, that's a lot of power. I wonder what it's going to bring. I was all excited for it. And it was great. It's been great. Uh, it's been overwhelming. It's been oversaturating. It's been asking a lot of me. It's, it's felt very much like the scene out of the space movie where they're launching the rocket and everything's like vibrating or they're coming back in from outer space and everything's vibrating and burning up in atmosphere. And you're like, blah, 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 blah. I feel very much like that. Like I'm, I'm burning up in atmosphere right now. And interestingly enough, when you are coming out of a big roar like that, And you're heading into an energy like Virgo, which is very um, a place for everything and everything in its place. That requires a lot of self-management because the energy is 
explosion, now put everything in its place. Organize it all right away. And that's how it feels. It feels like because those energies have shifted, all of a sudden there was a big roar. There was a big explosion. There was a lot of fire. There was a lot of fire on water in terms of the weather. Like we're seeing it now or just saw it. Um, and well, as we record this, the ring of fire thing around the the middle of Murica is happening. So people are experiencing like 115 degree heat. It is excessive heat. It is dangerous heat. It is going to stress the power grid. And there's no coincidence in any of this wording. When you are listening to the weather report, you can also apply those terms to what we are experiencing energetically. That is our atmosphere, literally our atmosphere. Emotionally. Emotionally, spiritually. It's going to feel like that. Energetically. There's no cherry picking. When you you are looking Mm -mm. at collective energy, which is what we're always doing, um, you're looking at everything. And right now the weather is our most dominant reflector of what we're experiencing. And we are experiencing a lot of heat, a lot of pressure. We are experiencing a huge shift in the usual patterns. And we are experiencing a reorganization of how things work systemically in a way that we are not used to and challenges us to get used to really quick. So my peeps are tapping me on the shoulder and they are reminding me of how my own manifestation of uh, interesting energies, new energies coming in usually happens and which it usually manifests in me physically in medical issues and symptoms. And previously they have been showing our planet as kind of a, uh, an external view of our own physical bodies. And as I think of all of these weather issues that are coming, that's kind of like, you know, there's a correlation there definitely of the physical medical issues that you would experience. And the weather is kind of like those same sort of manifestations from the planet. And that's, that's how the planet uh, manifests that kind of energy that kind of you know medical in a way almost except it's you know atmosphere Mm -hmm. uh but there's an interesting correlation there with you know what where what are we feeling and where are we feeling it how is it coming up what needs to be dealt with what sort of messages are we getting from this type of energy you know in those areas where it's kind of turning up the heat a little it's like well you know where where is it hot in in your lower extremities uh in you know that's that's root um and thinking about security and safety and there are definitely a lot of emotional issues right now tethered to the feelings of safety and security and people who feel like their safety and security is being threatened because of certain things that are coming up in the world right now on both sides of the spectrum. So it's interesting that the areas that are being hit 
the heaviest right now are kind of the areas that have been hit the heaviest by those sort of emotions and emotional tie-ins, especially over the last couple of months. So I find that that's, uh, that's kind of interesting. Well, and that's why I wanted to talk about it because it's all tying together. It is. Yeah. Once you start looking at all of this holistically, you can't stop. And so, yeah. and, and the, the good news about looking at it holistically, even though for some people, I'm sure they're going to hear this, maybe even turn it off because it's a little too abstract. It's a little too obtuse. It's maybe it feels a little too woo woo, but there is great comfort in looking at the world from a, both your human perspective, because you can't deny it. You're a human being first. You're here to have a human experience, which means you're going to feel all the feels and you're going to be bummed sometimes, but also from a higher perspective or a removed perspective, an observer perspective. And once you start looking at it through the eyes of the observer, you start to see, oh, wait, I'm actually in the froth of this environment and it's not just me feeling these crazy feels. It is the earth feeling it too. Like, look at all this water bringing up fire. That is crazy. We've never really seen anything like this before. Our oceans have never been this hot before. That's heat, water. It's just the theme is everywhere around the globe. And that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it is. There's a lot bubbling up right now and it's it's necessary. There's there is a lot of emotion that is tethered to the things that we're trying to create. There's still a lot left to release around things that we are revisiting, around things that have been uh, coming up for us that we've been looking at again so that we can see it in a new way. This is coming up together so that things can be released and there can be a clean slate. It's like the other thing that's great about water and fire energy are they are kind of like the teetotalers of, <laughs> of like their two realms. It's like fire and water both will take something out and just wipe it. It's like wiping a memory drive completely clean and then you start over. So in a way, I'm, you know, as much as this has been really difficult and for me, especially over this last week, especially over the last few days, I feel like I have been completely under the water. Mm -hmm. I have been through the ringer. I had a full-blown panic attack yesterday and i you know it's hard to be gentle with yourself when you're going through stuff and you're like but i have things to do and i am on a timeline and things need to get done and things need to get handled and man it is rough it is rough when you get sidelined with the with you know the the weight of all of the things that you've kind of stacked up for yourself. But I am also grateful at the same time that it is coming up and that I am getting an opportunity to sort through it all. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like finding a stack of old paperwork and going, okay, really, why is this sitting around here? Let's, let's go through this. And what do we really need? And can't most of it just go to the shredder and be done and be out of my life? 
And yes, isn't, most that, isn't, of it that, isn't that the point too, when you totally. are in a position where you feel overwhelmed and you feel like everything is stacking up against you. I think your words were um, a, behind the weight of what you've stacked up for yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's a really interesting way to put it because we do stack up things for ourselves. We have stories that we create about things we need, things we need to do, things that need to get done. Um, and those stories are where the weight comes in because 90% of the time they're not true. And 100% of the time they're not true like we think they're true. So we actually end up kind of lying to ourselves, gaslighting ourselves into believing that we have all of these responsibilities that have to be done right away, right now. And then we get paralyzed by the overwhelm that we created. (laughs) And so we're left with no choice but to allow everything to unfold, which is the ultimate goal at the end of the day. Yeah. And it's the most difficult goal at the end of the day because what we have been taught throughout our lives is that is the wrong way to go about it. You need to handle your business, take care of your responsibilities. You need to be an adult, blah, blah, blah. But what if the real story is that's all a lie? What if that is not the truth? What if what we really need to be doing is saying, okay, um, like for instance, I did this the other day. I was feeling I, w- I didn't know exactly what I was feeling at first. And then I realized as I s- went through the day, I wasn't feeling up to snuff, so to speak. Uh, I was completely PMSing and I knew the hormones had glommed on to whatever emotions I was processing and bringing them to the surface in an amplified way. However, that didn't change the fact that they were coming to the surface and it didn't change the fact that they felt intense at the time. So I was feeling pretty depressed, pretty unenergetic, pretty uh, overwhelmed. And I was like, is this, is this the end of that high that I was writing? Or was there any kind of balance point? Did I achieve any kind of balance point? I was a bit bummed that I was feeling so poorly, even though it's inevitable you're going to have bad days. You might even have bad weeks, you know? But I was kind of wondering, like, how far was I going to slip from the balance point I thought I had achieved. Luckily, not far. Um, luckily, I started asking these questions, which, by the way, is the key to getting yourself through these periods where you are, you feel like you're, a spiral is eminent, an emotional spiral is eminent. Ask yourself these questions. What are these emotions attached to? What are the real stories behind them? And I realized what I was ignoring, of course, the whole time, much to my chagrin, I was posting our Instagram posts and our TikTok stuff and our Facebook stuff and all of it was telling me exactly what I needed to hear. Of course it was, because of course it was, because when I tell you guys what you need to hear, it's because I need to hear it. I don't actually know if what I'm saying they need to hear. All I know is that that's what I'm going through. So I'm pretty sure that there are others going through it. And so that's what I put out there. And sure enough, I did a post about, are you gaslighting yourself with the word should? And I was thinking, nah, not anymore. That's why I'm writing about it. That's why I'm posting about it because I just saw it. So I'm good, bro. No, girl, you're not good. You're not good. You actually are doing the thing that you just posted about and maybe take your own advice. And I was like, what? And so I checked in with myself. I tapped into the guides. And what I discovered was that I was experiencing social media burnout for very good reasons. 
because we had just added two social media accounts to the list of things. And now I had created stories that I need to be consistent in my goals that I want to achieve. And that meant doing a lot more posting. And so the question became, what if you don't have to? What if it's not as important as you think because actually no one's paying attention? What if, you know, missing a post is not going to to make or break you? What if that? And suddenly I was like, oh, oh, I'm gaslighting myself, aren't I? I'm doing the thing I just told everybody else not to do or warned everybody else about. I'm doing that thing, aren't I? Yes, yes, you are. Because if at the end of the day, if you are feeling like you've got nothing left, maybe the lesson in that is to explore what nothing means. What does nothing left look like? What, what are the results of having nothing left? All you have to go on is the fear that it's going to be bad. You don't actually have anything that proves it's going to be bad. In fact, it might show you that you need to do less in order to get more. But are you brave enough to shake hands with that little adventure? And uh, once I sort of unfurled that whole little tangle that I created in a manner, literally a matter of weeks for myself, just a matter of weeks, I created a whole bunch of stories and believed they were real and completely, you know, fucked my life. (laughs) And once I figured that out, I start, I felt myself unfurling. Once I untangled the knot, I was a physical knot that was untangling. And I think that that's what we all need to do. Yeah. We all need to do that. And the the cool part is, is that whenever you are feeling uptight, wound up, bound up, like your freedom is being taken, that's what you need to do. That's the protocol. And I don't know about you, but it makes me feel a, a lot better to know that there is a some sort of system that I can access to help myself through that tight spot that at the end of the day, I'm the one who created the tight spot. It wasn't created for me. It wasn't created by my environment. My environment was just saying, well, this is what you created. Do you like it? And suddenly I was like, I don't like it. No, no, let's change it. Yeah. And therein lies your freedom. Sure. Teaching yourself what not to do. Um, man, it, I, it totally resonates with me because as we're coming in to this Virgo season, Virgo is my rising sign. Boy, is it. So uh, I have a constant battle with Virgo, I have a very much a love hate relationship <laughs> with that uh, Virgo portion of me. My my Gemini side act absolutely loathes the Virgo in me, and I'm pretty sure the Virgo in me absolutely loathes the uh, the foursome, which is the the Sun and Moon Gemini <laughs> that's <laughs> that's kicking back, going, "Man, we don't want any of this. This is BS." Virgo is like, no, 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 no. This is the, man, my Virgo is bossy. My Virgo is a bossy, bossy bitch. My Virgo gets in my face and makes me feel all sorts of crap about myself sometimes. Um, And really tests me. And and I do have to be grateful for my Virgo because if, if it weren't for my Virgo, I wouldn't realize half of the shit that I'm doing because it's usually that 
portion of my personality that will come out and twist things all up and in knots that then needs to be looked at. And yeah, I've, I've kind of been in it this week with that portion of myself. And I think sometimes, sometimes I will even be uptight about being uptight. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I will berate myself for having the feelings of, yeah, and, and recognizing them. It's like, but you shouldn't have even let yourself get to that place because <laughs> you know better. And I'm like, oh my God, just leave. Please. Holy, holy human, not Batman. <laughs> just, just shut up, Virgo. <laughs> Take a seat. Would you? Calm yourself because I, really. I honestly think that Virgo ties things in knots specifically to slow you down and to make you yeah. focus on whatever. Sure you think you should be focusing on. Now the question then becomes, is what you think you should be focusing on what you should actually be focusing on? And nine times Usually out of not. 10, yeah, nine <laughs> times out of 10, I find not. Nine times out of 10, I find that whatever you think you should be focusing on is actually a cover for the emotions that it's drumming up within you. And that's where the focus should go. Yeah. yeah. But it's really difficult when you're agree. in it. It's difficult oh, when yeah. you're in it to, to see it. So yeah. start, you know, if yeah. you're finding that you're going through this, A, you're not alone, which I, I've talked to a lot of people that don't find that helpful. I find it helpful because it means that, oh, it's a, it's a systemic thing rather than a me thing. Like I, I'm not insane. No, everyone's going through it. I find that helpful. And B, there, there's a system to access that can help you, which is ask yourself questions. What are you really uptight about? What are you really telling yourself that is making you uptight? Are you gaslighting yourself? Are you trying to be something you're not? Are you trying to be okay with it? Are you trying to be an adult? Are you trying to be responsible? <laughs> I'm, I'm right now I'm finding that I'm doing the same thing that I normally do, which is every time I spend a more significant time taking care of myself, taking care of my own needs, focusing on my own needs, something in me triggers that says you're spending too much time in that place you haven't done enough real world shit so you need to uh you know chop chop let's do the thing and it's cute that you're all emotional and caring for yourself but um we need money but we we have big girl things to do we have uh, can we go do to fill out yeah <laughs> and yeah. And the only way through that is a pretty shitty way through. Mm -hmm. The only way through that is to confront it and do what you're doing anyway. You have to learn to trust your discernment. And when your discernment says, take care of yourself emotionally, take a break from the responsibilities, you have to expect that what is going to come up is rebellion against that because your ego is going to come in and your ego is going to say, no, 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 we can't even do what we want to do if we don't get this done. If this doesn't yeah. get done, everything will fall apart. And there's no time to do it because you don't know when you're going to have another free day to do it. So you better, when you start hearing that voice, that is your ego talking. Mm -hmm. That is your mm -hmm. ego talking. On the nosy. And you need to challenge Senor Ego <laughs> to a duel. <laughs> 
because there's it's these stories are um, when they're coming from your ego, they are purposely intensified to control you. And what you're Mm -hmm. really in a battle over, the reason you feel you need to battle for control is not because life is throwing these things at you that are overwhelming, but rather because your ego is making them into things that are overwhelming. And this is a process of learning to trust yourself. And unless you make a concerted effort slash mindful decision to rebel against the ego in so much as you want to discover what happens on the other side of this decision you are making, that is the only way you're ever going to learn to trust the new you, the new part of you that wants to come in and parent the old part of you. This is a fake parent, the ego. The ego is just like, this is what we need to do to stay safe. And now you're creating a new parent, a loving parent, a compassionate parent, an understanding parent, a less worrisome or worryful, worried parent, (laughs) whatever. Insert right word here. Um, But you can only do that if you shake hands with denying that old voice, which is very scary. Well, my, my husband put it pr- pretty brilliantly yesterday when I was having a full-blown panic attack. He's like, this really feels like like the death throes, like the final death throes of of all of the stuff that you've been working with up to this point. And I'm like, I, you know, I can see that. I can visualize the child once again having the tantrum on the on the floor going, but wait, no. That's uh yeah, I'm like, that's that's accurate. But <laughs> I, I I feel like I feel like I'm in this moment where or or where I'm trying to get to is this moment where I'm able to have truly a a trust fall kind of moment with myself and the universe mm-hmm. and go, okay, just this is this is where where you know, like I <laughs> My mind immediately going back to the water thing thinks back to learning how to swim and the and and learning that at some point you gotta stop flailing in the water and just float. Just put your arms out and float. If the water's got you. The water's got you. There is no reason to keep kicking and splashing and panicking. You will float. You will float. Mm-hmm. And I have to keep reminding myself that I will float mm-hmm. and it's hard sometimes. And, you know, and, and that's the thing. It's like, I feel like every episode we come in here with some sort of, you know, man, last week or last time it was great. And I was in a really good spot. And then inevitably two weeks later, we're like, dude, <laughs> well, and just what the hell happened. And just a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about shadow season coming in. And right? as soon as we uncorked, like, we like opened Pandora's box and all of a sudden my Instagram posts took on a darker tone and, and suddenly I felt less secure and suddenly I felt more physical pain. And suddenly I felt like what the hell's happening all of a sudden, nothing has changed on the outside. So it has to be a change on the inside what has changed and the emotions right. are raw and I'm capitulating and I feel unanchored and I'm like, Oh, this sucks. And I'm like, Oh, great. <laughs> we were all, wow, we haven't seen shadow season yet. <laughs> Everything must be all worked out. 
I feel so much better this year. I'm oh actually God. enjoying like the early fallness of it all. <laughs> and honestly, I am still enjoying the I, early I fallness. Am, I am too. Yeah, I am too. I am, I, but, in fact, yeah. it's a coping mechanism while I am doing the inner work, speaking to myself on my own behalf, as crazy as that sounds, speaking to the guides and getting answers. The one thing that I've noticed about this, um, I don't even want to call it a spiral because that sounds too, too dramatic. It sounds too, I think what I, what I think of when I think of an emotional spiral is I'm completely out of control and um, I have no equilibrium and it's usually lasts quite a long time. So that definition of spiral no longer applies, which is amazing. It just speaks to the fact that I have done the thing to a certain degree. I have achieved something and part of that achievement has um, presented itself as a much more calm demeanor while a part of me instead of all of me is freaking out. It's more like a growth spurt. It's definitely a growth spurt. It's definitely you a know, growth spurt. It's a little painful for a while and mm -hmm. it doesn't feel real comfortable. It's growing and, pains. Yeah. And, you know, but you get through it and you're like, oh, okay, I feel better. I'm, I'm all right. And, and that's okay. I... I would rather have more of those moments than have moments where I feel like I'm going through great spans of time, kind of blissfully bobbing around unknowingly with this huge bubble of stuff getting ready to explode and then having, <laughs> you know, meltdown for, for weeks. I, I would much rather have the small spurts of, you know, I'm going to be an emotional mess today. I'm sorry. And having to check out for a while mm -hmm. and, you know, call in with a, with a personal health slash mental health day and go, I'm sorry, there's too much on my plate right now. I have to take care of this. I have to take care of me mm -hmm. so I can be a better me. Mm -hmm. Which is you confronting those old mm -hmm. ego stories of there's no time to take care of you. Those were the most dangerous, mm -hmm. most toxic passengers you had riding along with you. And so now it may still not feel good, but mm -hmm. it is, it is a, it is action on your own behalf. And it's, yeah. it's allowing you to form a relationship of trust with who you're becoming rather than who you've been and what you've experienced. We've been there. We've done that. We, we don't want to hang out in that anymore. It's time for new. What would you not have done before that you are willing to do now to make this different? What outcome do you want to see as a result of this period that you're going through? Do you just want to make it through by the skin of your teeth? Or do you want to stay awake for the entire trip and collect as much information as possible so that you can then turn around and create tools out of all that information you've just created or collected and use it to future use advantage? That's where I'm at. Yeah. And it is I very to... much a thing. Of I like, used to want to go back to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that too. I, I definitely know there is a part of me that used to want to do that all the time. Although I think I've always felt that push to keep going, keep going, keep going, because there was such a huge part of me that depended on that growth. It's like, look, you, you have way too much that you're holding. You need to get to that next spot. And even that became distorted in that, no, I have to keep, you know, like I, I can't, 
I can't rest on my laurels. I can't get comfortable anywhere. I, I, I can't allow myself to feel safe almost, you know, it was almost like I, I, I needed to completely, um, light a fire under my ass, like at, at every turn. And it's like, you cannot, you can't run that way. You, (laughs) your body isn't meant for that type of your physical body is not meant for that kind of race. No. Um, it, it, you're not meant to hold that level of intensity of stress and yeah. intensity for, for that long of a period of time. Uh, you're really not. So I, I can appreciate the growth times. I am, I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to being able to do more of those trust fall moments. I'm looking forward to being able to just float. Even if they feel like big old anxiety attacks? Even if they feel like big old anxiety attacks, because I do recognize that they're they're temporary. And, you know, maybe I have to remind myself more that they're temporary. Okay, you're temporarily having a panic attack. It's a thing that happens. Um, But I I think sometimes I struggle with the thought of, well, if I'm not doing this thing, am I avoiding it? Sure. Or, or am I really doing the right thing by saying no, by setting that boundary, by taking care of myself, um, you know, by maybe letting somebody down and not meaning to, but trusting that everything is going to work itself out, that it's coming up the way it's coming up for each individual because each individual needs you know to kind of tinker with that energy a little bit almost like a rubik's cube you know and find out where they're at with that particular thing um and i am noticing more you know okay but it's different if you are doing the thing taking care of yourself making yourself a priority And also seeing that thing in the corner and going, okay, I recognize that there's an, there's an obstacle there, or there's a challenge there, but how much of that challenge is going to work itself out by me just dealing with me? Exactly. Exactly. How, how much do I physically need to jump into the middle of that knot in order to work it out and how much of it just needs me to observe the knot, understand that it's there and go, okay, I'm going to give it a little space and see if it works itself out. That's hard. That is really hard for me. And the Virgo portion of me is like, "Mm, but, but we (laughs) can just, I can see how to get that knot undone. And if we just try a little harder. Stop it. Yeah. (laughs) And there's a lot to unpack in what you just said. I, if you recall, went through that exact thing and kept on voicing that exact concern. Mm. Like, I think I just finally stopped maybe a month ago and I had been going through it for at least six months um, where I was asking, am I, am I not doing this thing because it's better for me or am I not doing this thing because I'm avoiding the thing? 
I couldn't tell anymore. I went through this ambiguous period and all I had to go off of was the guide saying, keep doing what you're doing. And I was like, are you sure? Cause this seems like it could lead to very bad things. And it didn't, it didn't lead to bad things. I, I kept on making the decision like, I've been harping on this. People are going to get tired of hearing it, or at least they would if anyone listened to us, um, <laughs> that you have to make what you want your North Star. You have to ask yourself in every moment, what do I want out of this? What do I want right now? What would make me feel better? What would bring relief? And, and, and let the rest go. The rest being, I'm afraid that the rest being, I don't want the rest being, I have a concern that no, 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 no. It has to be, I feel anxious. What would be the best thing for me right now with this anxiety and making that decision on your own behalf? Inevitably, when you start to do this, you will come through a period of time like you just described, where you are now unsure whether or not it almost feels like you're you're not even sure you're going in a direction. You just sort of feel listless, like you're just in the doldrum somewhere in in this what formerly you would have recognized as a precarious and dangerous situation now feels as though maybe you're flying under the radar and you're not sure if you can trust that. And you're like, mm, should, should I keep doing this thing that I'm doing? No one seems to notice that I've stopped what we didn't recognize at the time was overdoing. <laughs> you know, no one seems to notice that I'm not doing the things the way I normally do them which translates to our damaged brain as I've stopped doing what is required to be safe, which is absolutely a thousand percent absurd because you've never felt safe in your entire life. You technically have no idea what it feels like to be safe. That is 1000% correct. Mm -hmm. Personally, on a personal level, I really don't. Exactly. I have no idea. Exactly. That is such new territory for me i i can't even i cannot even tell you it it's and it seems even now it still seems like a planet far far away i know safety is a planet that is far far away i know that is many many moons outside of our galaxy i know that uh i am very uncertain if i will ever see um and yet i get constant reminders that I am absolutely 1000% safe and that there is literally no way for me not to be. Yep, exactly. Exactly. How exciting and is that? It's nuts. <laughs> and I, I have a hard time grappling with that sometimes. Mm -hmm. And yet, if I feel into it, it feels correct. So, you know, and, and I got to trust that. I got to trust that feeling because where that is coming from is like i'm going to say something that might sound weird but it feels like my grandma talking to me which yeah that's that's as close to safe as you ever felt yes yes yeah, that's solid ground yeah so it's coming through in probably the most loving voice you've experienced in your life 
And yep. we are so fucked up that we are afraid to trust it. That's not a judgment. That's just saying mm-hmm. that our life has messed us up, tangled us up so bad. We've been knotted up so badly that we have a hard time believing that that most loving voice we've ever experienced in our lives is not just a dangled carrot. Yeah. That is so sad. That is something that should make you cry. That is something that should make you feel sad for yourself. It's not a pity party. It's the honest truth that we are all living in a society that values so many of the wrong and unimportant things over the most important things um, that it became normal. And we are of the first generations who are waking up in that. It's it's like waking up in a, a pool of ick and you're just coming to and you don't have enough capacity to really process what you're lying in, but you know it's ick and you should not be lying in it. Um, and as you wake up, it can be very shocking to find out what you've been steeped in this whole time. And now you're moving out of that. And you're moving, yeah. you're like, I, I have to, I don't have a choice because I've tried everything else and I have to go follow that loving voice because it literally is the only glimmer of light I've seen since coming here. Mm-hmm. And that's a brave decision. And it's a decision that everyone is going to have to face in their own way, in their own time on their journey. And I'm glad that we're here doing it out loud. So that yeah. people know that there is a way through it, that it's not just a dangled carrot, that that is your way. That is the way of lighting the road to your own ability to understand and utilize self-empowerment. Yeah. And there's a, this is, this is a period of all manner of new relationships being formed. I am forming a new relationship with myself first and foremost but I'm starting a new relationship with the thought of safety with the thought of success with my physical self with all of my relationship with the with the people around me all of those relationships are are being re-examined and and looked at again with my relationship with food there's there is not one relationship that isn't being I don't want to say tested because tested feels like a like a needling and a poking. It's it's not a needling and a poking. With. It's a it's it's well it's a transformation and I recognize it as a transformation, a useful transformation, a positive transformation, a necessary transformation because I I I recognize that with all the other changes that I'm making there is no use of carrying anything that I have that I've had before with me into this new version of myself you know it, I'll take my heart I'll take my you know the the things that I hold dear to me but there is no use of taking with me anything that feels strained or stretched or you know stretched out or 
not useful um, or feels too heavy. There's there's a lot to be put down and kind of go, okay, that's would I want this in my new house? No. Would I would I want to build a a new life around this? No. There's no there's no need to take that in particular with me. It's an estate so, sale. That's what they said. Totally, it's an estate sale. It's like an estate sale of <laughs> all the old crap that trust me, I don't think anybody wants anything from this particular estate sale. <laughs> um yeah, I think all of this is going kind of straight to the dumpster. Uh or or recycling center will be nice. Um but yeah. It, it, it's just a very interesting time. It's and it's very it's very different. Everything is feeling very different. Even with the coming of shadow season, even as we're starting to recognize it now, it is still and you know, we joked about what well, you know, we didn't think it was around and now all of a sudden we talked about it and it's like, <laughs> Oh, oh, are you ready for me now? <laughs> Here I go. And and even so it is very different. It's a very different animal than it had been previously. It's coming through in a different way. It's bringing more with it. I feel like it's um, <laughs> it's almost like a, a more well-rounded shadow season. It's not <laughs> as one-sided as it once was. Well, it doesn't that if, make sense, though? With mm-hmm. everything that we've said and everything that we've been saying, it why wouldn't it be? more well-rounded yeah. why wouldn't it be more mature we're more well-rounded and mature i mean it has to grow with you in order to apply to you yeah it's it's a more holistic shadow it's a shadow that has more of that light um integrated into it it's it's uh yeah it's a new version that i feel like we're being introduced to and I hope my hope is that everyone else out there as they're going through it this season feels that shift and that change and is easy to be a little uh a little easier with themselves and can recognize the growth that they've made and can be a little more gentle um and can trust themselves a little bit more and can trust the universe a little bit more can trust source a little bit more can trust their heart a little bit more um can trust, can trust that the, voice of love a little bit more yeah you know that that where they're needing to go is is okay even if it's scary right now mm-hmm. even if it's confusing even if it's feels like it's putting a knot in your stomach right now you know that's another thing that the guides brought up when uh the tropical storm passed through is that it is more important it is important more now than ever to keep your eyes on your own paper it is very important to um curate your diet and by diet i mean intake of whatever you're intaking whether it's liquid solid spirit emotion news media whatever you're intaking energy period yes your energetic diet you need to keep your eyes on your own paper it doesn't matter what's happening out there there is a transition that is taking place for a lot of us who have been doing this work 
in certain ways. I wanted to say for a long time because for a long time kind of felt like uh, had gotten to a certain space with the work, mm-hmm. but it's not really a timing issue at all. It's just Mm-mm. we there's there are a lot of us who have gotten to a certain point in the journey where we are now in that new world. Those of us who are in the new world have spent the last year trying to figure out what that means. What does it look like? What are we here to do? What are we going to build? What does it mean to be here? Um, what are the physics of this world? Are they different from the old world? Turns out, yes. Um, and we've been figuring out how to create a new game. The old earth game is old and stale and awful and gross and none of us like it. The new earth game is more fun, more free, more empowering. And what they were saying is that the work ahead, it's going to be really important. You will have this safety mechanism, this bubble that comes simply from being in the new earth. However, if you reach back to all of that old earth stuff, especially when it comes to corporate media, news stories, or politics, things like that, the the very dense energies of old earth, you reach back there you are going to have a harder, more sticky time trying to stay in that bubble. Adjusting to the new. Well, and it's not even adjusting. It is you can choose to leave the bubble. You do not have to choose to leave the bubble. The bubble will go with you. They were saying, um, I, I wrote a blog about it. It's linked on our Facebook if you're interested in reading it. And essentially what they were saying is, is that the work now for those of us who have arrived at this quote, new earth, um, and really I'm just using that terminology because it's been along for the ride the whole time on this spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows about new earth. Um, So using that term in a way that people understand, those of us who have arrived here are now setting out to build a bridge back to where we had been. And that bridge, we do not have to leave our safety bubble of the new earth, that energy that we have cultivated. We do not have to leave that bubble in order to build that bridge. In fact, that bridge, we don't even have to think about building it. That bridge will be a natural byproduct of us remaining here in our sovereignty and expanding the idea of our own freedom within this new place that we've landed. Does that make sense? Sure. I think the question now becomes, you know, what is my job in this new place? Right. The quote, the quote unquote job. What is, what is my new mission? What is my new, um, my new path? Is it new? Is it changing? Is it changing a little bit? Is it changing a lot? Is it something that I need to be concerned about? Is it something that will just naturally happen? I think it, like, that makes me a little anxious, too. And again, going back to the whole, you know, trust fall thing, it's like, yeah, there needs to be a bit of a trust fall between me and the universe. And I need to go, okay, uh, I can't see it or really feel it right now. It just feels like you know, flotsam and jetsam, it's just pretty much stuff floating on the sea right now. And here's the thing. The trust fall analogy is perfect because the new trust fall is not a surrender to a fall from a 20-story building. 
Mm-mm. into possible traffic down below. The new trust fall is floating in that ocean that will support you. Yeah. And that is a very different experience than we, what we've had before. Yeah. There, one, one felt more like a complete unknown. This feels like, this feels like I can sense it around me. I know that it's there. I just don't trust myself enough yet to understand that that is real, that that is the new reality. Totally. That the new reality is you can let go a little. You can float. You will float. You have literally no choice but to float. Because if you choose not to float, you'll drown yourself. Yeah, it, it, but it that's literally you. Yeah, absolutely. Is, absolutely. You it's have not, to make that choice. <laughs> totally. It's not your environment that's out to get you anymore. It's your capitulation and um, stubbornness and mm-hmm. fear that will literally sink you. Because why? Those are the denser vibrations. Mm-hmm. You've already done the work to get to the high place. Now you have to trust that you're at the high place, but we've never been in the high place before. So it's not exactly once you get there, it's not all sunshine and roses. It's what does it mean to be in a high place? Do I need to move differently? Do I need to act differently? Do I need to think differently? What does that mean exactly? So you spend some time acclimating, you spend some time. That's what all of this talk about play and exploration and then shaking hands with the adventure has been about. It's about formulating a system whereby you feel more comfortable taking baby steps in your new environment because the visual I get is that this environment that we stepped into, remember when I first started getting the visions, it was like a ship coming into thick fog where you couldn't see anything around you. Mm-hmm. You can't see this environment because it, it doesn't, it hasn't yet been created. It's waiting for you to create it. And the more people that arrive, the more people start to add to it with this new energy and it starts to take form. By the time we are finished constructing this bridge for the people who are still over there in snoring land, sleeping the day away in the ick buckets that they shouldn't be steeping in, (laughs) by the time we build this bridge back to them, we will have already created a world that looks physical. Yeah. It it will give those people who maybe have um, a different path that they're walking, but are still meant to awaken. They just, they knew that they were going to come along at a later date. And we went ahead and we agreed that we would go first. And as the leading edge goes first, we are forming the colony to inhabit And all they'll have to do is walk over the bridge, but it'll still have to be their choice. Creating the frequency, creating the frequency that will create the, the energetics, the new energetic space that you're living in. And And the new physical space. And the new physical space. And you have to agree to be in and connect with that particular frequency. And it won't be until you can do that for yourself. And it's all, it's all choice, but it's all also in your own, in your own way, in your own time, in your own, in your own growth cycle. You, you get there when you get there. 
And because, and it's not about like, yeah, I think we have, um, it's not a race. Well, and beyond it's not a race. I think we have, when we start talking about getting to a better place, it instantly instills in us an idea that who wouldn't want to get to a better place. That's obviously like a higher and lower. Yeah. And it's, it's obviously not a higher and the lower. goal. It's not necessarily the goal. Everybody came here to achieve something different for themselves and the collective. And it's not always achievable simply by getting to the better place. That's a very human thing that we take with us where, of course, I want to be in the better place. Why wouldn't I want to be in the better? Are you telling me I don't want to be in the better place? It's not about being in the better place. It's about choosing whatever experience you needed to have in order to become a more well-rounded soul. And that's not always about getting to any place. It's about experiencing certain things, certain levels, certain energies. And that's what a lot of these people who, this ties into the message that I got just before we signed on. Then uh, They were talking about how we will eventually be living in a world, and they used much, much to my dismay, they used Lemuria as the example, no offense to Lemurians out there, y'all are fine. I just am not a Lemuria girl. Um, but they use Lemuria as an example. They actually both, I saw Atlantis and Lemuria. But the reason I saw Atlantis and Lemuria was because they were talking about we will be living in a place full of so much compassion that when we look back at the deeds that were done that to us currently look evil, the decisions that were made that are, how dare you do that? How dare you release all of that waste into the ocean, Fukushima? <laughs> how dare you pollute our waters? How dare you this and that? We won't be living in a world that is focused on how dare you anymore because the frequency will be higher. We will look back at that history with compassion and we will, instead of seeing evil people, we will see people who were still trapped in the throes of the energy from that lower frequency. And it won't be about judging them anymore. It will be about they were trapped longer than we were. And it all fed into the mouth of the river that was the greatest change this planet has ever seen in in our memory. You know what I mean? Sure. And I was like, wow, well, we certainly aren't there now. <laughs> we certainly, you know, but that also comes down to, that's also part of keeping your eyes on your own paper. Yeah. When you are looking at all of these people doing bad things, mostly politicians at this point, <laughs> it is difficult to imagine being in a space that is so compassionate that you can say, oh, Oh, I see what was happening. Hindsight is twenty twenty, and that twenty twenty hindsight allows me to see that they were fettered in this black root energy that had them bogged down and tied down to where all of they could see around them was that their decisions made sense. They were consumed by the nothing. They were totally consumed by the nothing, and we will have compassion for that as a collective. Yeah. Man, that's so funny. It just uh, came out of my mouth because I saw that particular scene. But just thinking, 
I just had a moment of like kind of sinking deeper into that sentence mm-hmm. and you know being being lost in the nothing or or sinking into the nothing and what the nothing means and i can both see the childhood me that that related the nothing to that sticky tar that hortense for hortense just you know gave up and and sunk into all the sads and the i can't do it i can't i can't go any further i'm done and just you know wasted away in this horrible tar and then at the same time i can also see the nothing as just simply that nothing just much ado about nothing mm-hmm. that it is just such a place of like the ultimate place of choice it's like you can choose to believe that you are stuck in the tar and just you know let it be something solid or it can be nothing something that you can walk away from it's like that 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 type of blackness that type of darkness of you know just pure you can't you can't tell what it is because it is devoid of any type of definition it really is devoid of any type of definition and it really doesn't materialize until you give it definition you have to give it the name <laughs> Oh, 80s. <laughs> oh, never ending story. Oh, so many life lessons. Thank you. <laughs> we did the Yikes. thing. This was the thing. We did the that thing. That we came to do. This was the thing. Yeah. We did the thing. Anyway, um, we will be having, uh, I, I guess this will be airing prior to uh, the episode that we I, I don't know. Up. Right currently i have i have uh given this the name of the spare episode question mark so i don't know if this is coming first or if the other episode is coming first okay well then maybe i should just keep my app shut anyway we've done the thing we hope you've enjoyed us doing the thing and catch us on social media we're always posting somewhere um and there's a whole bunch of different stuff on all the different platforms so if you want more content and you're interesting interested in consuming it like a big old consumer, then it's there for you. <laughs> and, you know, if none of this stuff makes sense to you and you have no idea what we're talking about and you want more context or you're curious about something specific, reach out and ask. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're pretty approachable. Mm-hmm. We're pretty reachable. We have literally, you can reach us on all the things. Mm-hmm. If you are out hanging out somewhere in social media land, we will find you. Or you can find no, us. No, you have to find We're, us. I, I draw the line at finding people. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, it's like, click one of the buttons. You're, you're sure to throw a rock, you'll hit us. Mm-hmm. I promise. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Thanks for showing up. If you showed up, thanks for showing up. And if we you, appreciate you. And if you want to um, talk to us in person, we do a Saturday meetup most Saturdays. Um, if usually all Saturdays, but we've got some iffy times coming up in the next month. Yeah. So it, you know, stay tuned. Uh, we will be sure to post about it on all the things, but we will have a, a live discord meetup where you can 
come and talk to us and ask us questions and tell us what's going on with you. And we are always interested to hear what you're experiencing. Absolutely. All right, y'all. We will see you next time.